Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by Lake Link, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, performance camel wear at a price you can afford, huntworthgear.com. And by Professional Hearing Care, LLC, of Moston, Lacrosse, Westby, and Fitchburg, profhearingcare.com. I'm Dan Small. Today we're focused on deer hunting. We'll get some safety advice from DNR Conservation Warden Mike Weber, talk with Sean Wozniak of Mech Outdoors about reloading metallic cartridges, and get some hearing protection advice for deer hunters with hearing care Dr. Laura Vinipal. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, presented by Pappas Trading Post, Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. They are located just west of Arena at the intersection of Highway 14 and County Highway H, and you can find them on the web at pappastradingpost.com. You hear this feature every week at this time on Fox Sports 1070, that's WTSO, and you can get it any time at all wherever you get your podcasts. That might be Lakelink, iHeartRadio, OutdoorNews.com, and other platforms. And joining us now from the Trading Post for the last time this fall, J.C. Chamberlain. Well, J.C., welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's kind of a boohoo moment here. This is our final report for both even even though people will be hunting through the end of the year in in a lot of places. Um, But it's been great to get your insight and some advice for people. So now with a week to go before gun season, one last weekend and a few days during the week, what advice have you got for bow hunters? Honestly, it can actually be some of the best hunting that we have during the rut. This year so far has been pretty good as far as deer movement, more chasing and stuff going on, at least we've seen and heard reported. But that last week before gun season seems like a time where they just start to break loose again, whether it's searching for the second or third doe. seems like we kind of get a little bit more movement that time of year. And typically, honestly, some of the bigger deer start to pop up on camera for a day or two before we get to that gun season so it's definitely a time to still be in the in the saddle and really hitting it hard okay well how would you hunt then this time of year besides just being in the tree still typically then travel routes you know like saddles benches scrape lines are still a good time at that point and if it's warm we've done pretty good this year things have been on the cooler side the water holes are still a good spot seems like this year that's been just kind of a ticket right along definitely those travel routes though seem to be kind of top of the list for sure okay what are you hearing from hunters movement has been good some of the guys said that they've struggled to find the quality of deer that they'd like to see but overall numbers has been great a lot of you know up-and-comers real young bucks couple of guys here actually rich got a doe here this last week i'm still hoping to put at least one more in the freezer mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it's buck or doe just haven't found the right buck to, to go after yet okay so. well haley kind of stocked you for the season didn't she with three deer she definitely did she made it a lot easier on me it's not, <laughs> not quite as pressure filled this time so yeah. and i actually will be headed out to south dakota here during our gun season um, go out with my brother on a little trip, see if we can't find a mule deer or two. So. Oh, good, good. Well, I told you this off air, but I will share it with other folks. 
Ozzy uh, Oswald, who works for us, lives here, and bought a mission bow from you, has had several opportunities this year, and this week he shot his first deer with a bow and was very happy. He made a clean 20-yard shot on a doe, and she went about 30 yards. He followed the blood trail, and there she was. And he thinks he's got it on video. We haven't had a chance to look at the video yet, but he's a happy camper. Yeah, well, that's awesome. He should be. So that first one's always the hardest. You know, oftentimes it's one of those that's the most rewarding as well. I'm glad to hear you had success with it. I will share that with him, yes. And another friend of mine who may become a customer of yours, Lauren Voss, I know he called and talked to you after he had a pass-through shot and a very big 11-pointer, I think well over 200 pounds. It went 300 yards after a pass-through, and he was not happy with the broadheads. I don't remember what he had, but he talked to you about it. So I think you'll be seeing him sometime in the uh, off-season there to get the right equipment or better equipment for his particular setup. I've had deer that honestly not necessarily have gone that far, but have gone a lot further than I would have expected them to with the shot put on them. Sometimes it just, I don't know if it's the will to live or (laughs) or what it is, but there's definitely occasions when they can get a lot further in a hurry. Glad to hear that he found the deer and look forward to speaking with him in the future for sure. Yeah, he did. It's a beaut, and we have a picture of that on this year's deer show that's uh, airing this week. In fact, it's his personal best, and he said, I'm not going to mount this deer. I'm in my mid-70s, but his family got on him, and so he took it to the taxidermist, and he's going to mount the head. So, yep, yeah, well, that is awesome. Well, now people can hunt right through the gun season with a bow or a crossbow. And some people, a lot of people, will be hunting after the gun season. What strategies have you got for after the gun season that might be different from what they do now? Yeah, usually after, um, we're going to start seeing those deer, you know, transition back to buckwise anyway. They're going to start resting a lot more, feeding. So typically, that's when I'll transition to the food plot or field edges, food sources. So, you know, it can even be browse. Um, if you get in those areas where you have some pretty heavy cuts and stuff like that, there's a lot of browse around um, and actually still a lot of cover for those deer. So they tend to spend a lot of time there as well because they don't have to travel as far. Um, they can still, you know, stay hidden a lot better. Um, great places to kind of intercept them. Uh, if you have food plots, those are a great place to be in that late season. Now, you use the term browse a couple of times, and you and I are familiar with that, but for people who don't know the difference between browse and graze, there is a big difference, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Um, you know, usually with, with browse, you're looking at more of a, a woody-type material, um, whether it be bugs, berry bushes, that sort of thing. Definitely in that later time, and even throughout the year in general, thirds of a deer's diet is typically browse. Um, they like that little bit heavier material in there and you know late season i've actually seen just as many or more deer in those cuts or thick berry patches that kind of thing than i have hitting nice lush beautiful food plots Mm -hmm. and by cuts you're talking about timber cuts so aspen treetops down where they can get at the tender twigs and the buds yep absolutely so you know a lot of people look at logging as a real deterrent for deer and actually, I usually find that unless they're actually physically there when you're there, it really isn't. I mean, I've had times in the winter, back home especially, where food's a lot more scarce. You know, we'll be logging and cutting hardwoods and stuff, and you'll limb out a tree, haul everything out, come back an hour later, and it's like they've already hit it. 
<laughs> you wonder how they can find it that fast. It's amazing how quickly they can get on some of that stuff. Well, and I've heard that here in Wisconsin as well, especially up north in the Aspen stands, and they seem to be keying in on the sound of a chainsaw. They know what that means. That's the dinner bell for them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just some of the other states that have allow feeding and stuff, they'll use literally the sound of the feeder to get deer on their feet. And yeah. like I said, kind of the same thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, and I ask you this pretty much every week. If people have trouble with equipment during the season, you can turn it around quickly? Yeah, for the most part, everything is still running really quick. Right now, like I said, some of the parts are a little bit slower in some cases, but for the most part, we're still running a week to two weeks at the max. Um, I know Matthew's right now coming up here this week. We're going to have the reveal of the new boat, so we'll have that in store. I believe it's the 14th that'll be here, uh, so that's pretty neat. But, yeah, overall, you know, parts and stuff are still pretty coming pretty quick, and we can get stuff turned around. Okay, and store hours now, are you going to be open through gun season, or do you close down? So we do close during the gun season, but before or after that, um, we'll still be open to normal hours, so Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturday, 9 to 5. All right. Well, JC, thanks so much for this report and for all your reports this season. It's been great talking with you as always, and I hope we'll do it again next fall. I hope so. I look forward to it, and uh, hopefully there's been plenty of guys out there that have had a chance to use some of the information. I hope so, too. We will talk again. Say uh, thanks to Randy as well. Will do. Thank you. You bet. J.C. Chamberlain with the final outdoors report from Pappas Trading Post for the season. They'll be back next summer and fall, we hope. They are Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. They're located just west of Arena at the intersection of Highway 14 and County Highway H and on the web at PappasTradingPost.com. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Are you putting off treating your hearing loss for you or a loved one because you can't afford it? Hi, I'm Dr. Laura Venipal from Professional Hearing Care, and I'm telling you that you couldn't be further away from the truth. I believe that everyone should have access to hearing health care and improve cognitive health, and that's why we offer our affordable treatment plan. Our team is dedicated to taking the stigma and cost of hearing loss out of the picture. For a free consultation, call 608 608- 292-4916 or visit our website at www.profhearingcare.com. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named best personal injury law firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. Well, joining me once again from home in Wisconsin Rapids, Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, I keep waiting to see a post 
from you of uh, a deer <laughs> down on Facebook, but I don't see it. No, no, it's uh, I really haven't had a chance to get out very often. Uh, I'm I'm really set up to hunt my place. I got to have the right wind to do it, yep. and uh, you know, to be honest, yeah, you know, trying to kids uh basketball practice we got uh just you know general life stuff in the way with uh yeah. still young kids you know i've got i'm in a different part of life than than you are dan or or you know many of our listeners are and and yet there's probably a lot of our listeners that understand the conundrum i sit in as well you know you gotta you gotta weigh things out and uh weigh those priorities Yep, most of us have been there, or are there, or will be there at some point. And um, for sure, you you are doing the right thing, though, as you know. And you and I've talked about this before. Those kids grow up fast. I can't believe how much Robert has grown. I see him more than his sister, but um, you know, he's uh, he's grown up. He's he's a young man almost. And yeah. Hunting yeah. and he's it's killed a, a few couple deer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny that uh, my wife and I were talking about it just the other day. He was he started basketball practice. It's something mm-hmm. I was never yeah. into basketball, but he wanted to try it. And she had uh, picked him up on his first day basketball practice, and she was talking about how you know she he just he looks like a young man out there, you know, running around. <laughs> and and yeah. I mean, like she's just it, it, she had a chance to just kind of reflect for a little while. Hmm. Well. Enjoy it. They grow up all too fast, as you know. Just ask your parents. <laughs> they can yeah, tell you. yeah, yeah. Well, um, we've been blessed with this mild weather, warm weather for a while, and then mild weather, and the cold is coming. I've still got some things to do to get ready for winter, and I imagine you do too. I like to get it done before gun season, but don't always do that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, and yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it is a blessing for many of us that still have stuff we got to get done. If you're, if you're just in a tree stand and want to see some really crazy rut activity, you probably are wishing it was a little colder. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of deer, Deer Hunt Wisconsin is done. It's on the air this week. It's on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. If you can't find that, there's a link on my Facebook page and the Deer Hunt Wisconsin Facebook page. So you should be able to find it. It's uh, airing through the weekend on Valley Sports Wisconsin, Valley Sports North, Milwaukee PBS, and PBS Wisconsin's Wisconsin channel. All that got finalized earlier this week, so it's up and going, and I'm breathing a sigh of relief, although, man, it was it was a lot of work, I'll tell you. Uh, it is every year, but I, I enjoy it, and we're actually shooting stuff for next year already. Ozzy shot a young doe with his bow on Monday morning, and we shot some video for next year's show and took the deer to the taxidermist, Matt Tainter, in Westby, and he tested it for CWD, and then we decided to donate it to the deer donation program. So I shot some footage of that while Ozzy took it to Westby Meats. And uh, good. yeah, gentleman there said, you got to put this in the paper? And I said, well, maybe TV. And he said, TV, what show is that? So <laughs> we told him. Anyway, Veterans Day this weekend, of course, and it's also the anniversary of the 1940 Armistice Day storm, the 1975 sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald, and if you can look that far back, a century earlier in 1867, the Manistee, 
And both of those ships and many more went down in bad weather on Lake Superior, and the Manistee wreckage was strewn from the Apostle Islands all the way to Isle Royal. They never found the 30 crew members, just as was the case with uh, Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Storms of November on Lake Superior can be pretty brutal. Yeah, certainly not a place I uh, wish to be right now. No, no. <laughs> and if you're interested in that, check out wisconsinshipwrecks.org. Well, coming up, Sean Wozniak, manager of Mech Outdoors in Mayville, Wisconsin, walks us through the reloading process for metallic cartridges. Dr. Laura Vinipal warns hunters to protect their hearing and explains why it's important to treat hearing loss as I have done. We've been talking about that the last couple of weeks. And we'll kick things off with some advice from DNR Hunter Education Administrator Mike Weber about how we can all have a safer gun deer season. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. For the nonprofit Rough Grouse Society, the well-being of the rough grouse and American woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Get ready now for 2024 with the official Outdoor News Sportsman's Calendar. Whether it's hunting, fishing, or finding your local sports show, this collectible calendar has it all. Stay ahead with moon phases, peak fish and wildlife activity times, and more, all surrounded by original images from the nation's top wildlife artists. Now available in multiple states, including Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, and Illinois, all the way to New York. Supplies are limited, so get yours today at OutdoorNews.com. Attention future hunters, hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Wisconsin's firearms deer season is just one week away, and that's no surprise to anyone listening to this show. 
and hunters all across the state and beyond are getting ready for opening weekend. Of course, they're checking gear, sighting in rifles, making plans to meet hunting companions, and we hope they have a safe hunt. And joining me now to share some advice for deer hunters and anyone else who might be in the woods in the next few weeks is Wisconsin DNR Hunter Education Administrator Mike Weber. He was on the show a couple weeks ago, and he's back. Mike, welcome back, and thanks for joining us again. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. Appreciate it. It's almost here, the big weekend we've all been waiting for. Yeah, crazy to think that gun season is upon us. And, you know, obviously with the gun season, I mean, there's going to be thousands of hunters getting out there. And uh, obviously from our perspective, safety is that number one message. And, you know, we always like to remind people, whether you're hunting alone or part of a group in a deer drive, always remember those four basic rules of firearm safety, otherwise known as TAP-K. And the T, you know, treat every firearm as if it were loaded. A, always point your muzzle in a safe direction. B, be certain of your target, what's before it and what's beyond it. K, keep your finger outside the trigger guard until you're ready to shoot. Following those rules, obviously, for anyone is super important, and practicing those safety rules is the best way to prevent those hunting incidents from occurring. And, of course, hunting has become a lot safer over the last few decades. We have mandatory hunter ed blaze orange or pink clothing and the safety rules that you just mentioned as far as firearm safety is concerned. But every year there are at least a few incidents where hunters are injured. And it's not always firearms. What are the most common injuries or some of the common injuries? Yeah, if you look at last year, I know we had 12 incidents across the state total last year throughout the year. And 50% of those incidents were self-inflicted injuries, people who accidentally shot themselves, basically. So important to keep in mind, obviously, with uh, muzzle control, we've been really hitting home with that messaging this year. And obviously, as you brought up, you know, hunting overall has become a safe sport across the state. I mean, I know in 1966, um, we had over 260 hunting incidents across the state. In 1967, the Hunter Education Program was created and since that time, you know, we've had a, a 95% reduction rate in those incidents. So you really got to thank see, our volunteer instructors who have been crucial in that backbone of the program in educating our public, as well as the folks who have gone through the course and really apply those safety practices when they get out and do the hunting. Yes, and that's an amazing success record, actually. But there are always a few incidents, and as you mentioned Self-inflicted gunshot wounds are, are one type of incident, and there are tree stand incidents as well. We talked about tree stand safety last time you were on, but a lot of rifle and shotgun hunters who are going to be out next weekend may not be bow hunters, so they haven't been up in a tree, or they maybe they've put one up, but they haven't hunted from a stand yet. What advice can you share with them? Whether your stand's been stored indoors or been outside in the elements, don't let the first time that you're seeing your tree stand be that opening morning. Make sure before you get out there, before you get up in the stand, you want to inspect your tree stand, making sure it's functioning properly, it's solid, your straps, buckles, everything like that are in good shape, not frayed. And if there are any issues, make sure to replace and get that stand functioning well. Anytime you go up into a tree stand, no matter what type of stand it is, Always wear your full body harness and then always be connected with a short tether line to the tree to make sure that keep in your seat you're not falling out. Make sure to always have three points of contact when climbing up and down for a tree and then to use a haul line to lower and then raise your unloaded firearm back and forth so you're not holding on to that. And it's always a good idea to use a lifeline when climbing up and down so you're always connected to that tree at all times. 
That's all good advice, Mike, but there are other things that people should think about, too. If they're hunting alone, who knows where they're hunting? How can we keep in touch? Obviously, we have cell phones, but are there other methods that we should think about? Yeah, before you go into the woods, let somebody know where you're going, where you'll be, and then it's super important to have a charged cell phone just in case something would happen. Obviously, anytime during any firearm deer season, too, be visible when you're out there. Obviously, it's a law, but super important to always have at least 50% of your upper body, including your head covering your hat if worn, to be that bright blaze orange or fluorescent pink. Check that clothing prior to the deer season. If it's faded, stained, you want to replace that. But really important to be seen and visible out there. And no matter if you're hunting public property, private property, never assume that you're the only hunter out there. And for folks who are not hunters, but who might be out enjoying the outdoors, we had a beautiful weekend this past weekend, and actually we had a TV crew with some learn-to-hunt folks in a county park in Portage County that had signage all around it that said, park is closed because of a hunt. Still, both days, there were mountain bikers who were riding the trails there, and they seemed to be oblivious, but other people can be using the woods. Oh, for sure, yeah, and we always obviously remind people, you know, see, we still have our archery season going on now. We've got many other seasons, the upcoming deer gun season, so obviously really important for even the general public that doesn't hunt to know these seasons are occurring, and always a good idea if they are, you know, recreating out there, whether it's the woods or on those other public properties, never a bad idea for those folks, too, to be seen and wear those bright colors as well. And the DNR has several phone numbers that people can access and online information if they have a cell phone that has coverage out in the woods. For sure, yeah. And we always advise people, you know, there's going to be thousands of hunters out there during during the upcoming deer gun season, and there's always different types of natural resources violations that may occur. So if somebody's out there and they would happen to see something that occurs and need to get a hold of a warden, that, that best number that they can get a hold of is going to be that 1-800-TIP-WDNR, 1-800-847-9367. Okay, and the DNR website has lots of information on seasons and regulations and you can even register a deer online if you have coverage out in the woods as well yep absolutely yeah as you know yeah probably the easiest way to register your deer right now is just either from a phone or if you have to use the computer when you get back home but yeah going online makes it makes it a fairly easy process now mike any final advice you'd like to share with hunters before they hit the woods next weekend no, just obviously, you know, want to wish everybody luck and a really safe and successful season. Being successful and having a good season starts with safety, so don't forget those safety measures before you go out there. Remember those tab K, those four main rules of firearm safety that we talked about and, and really controlling your muzzle, identifying your target before you before you shoot and, and be safe. Um, obviously, always abiding by those rules, shooting hours, and, uh, yeah, again, just, just being safe overall out there. All right. Well, Mike, thanks so much. I hope you get a chance to hunt. I know this is your busiest weekend of the year for all the wardens, uh, but uh, I hope you get a chance to get out there yourself. For sure. Thanks, Dan. There's always muzzleloader, too, after. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, we will talk again, but thank you so much for your advice. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Mike Weber is the Wisconsin DNR Hunter Education Administrator. 
This was brought to you by the Wisconsin DNR, and you can learn more at dnr.wi.gov. Just search for deer hunting, and you'll find all kinds of information there. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Professional Hearing Care, LLC, with offices in Mauston, La Crosse, Westby, and Fitchburg, Wisconsin, is a full-service hearing health care clinic their website is profhearingcare.com. And joining me is the owner of Professional Hearing Care, audiologist Dr. Laura Vinipal. Dr. Laura, welcome back and thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me again. I enjoyed our time together last time. It seems like just yesterday, but you were on last month. And I've met most of your staff now because as my listeners who are paying attention and our regular listeners know I've got hearing aids now and I got them from you folks and you are sponsoring the show. So that's a disclosure I'll put out there, but I don't endorse anything that doesn't work. And my goodness, this is an eye opening and an ear opening experience. And we'll get into that a little bit. I've met most of your staff now in the last month and you folks do more than just sell hearing aids, don't you? Yes, we do. First, I want to congratulate you because the last time we spoke, you were still getting your questions answered. And a lot of people, that is a very normal process. We kind of find that it takes an average person seven to ten years once they recognize they have an issue to actually do something about it. So I think that's important. You took those steps, so kudos to you. But your question was, we not only fit hearing aids, but we kind of look at the whole comprehensive hearing process. One of the things that we focus on is a lifelong journey because we know that hearing loss is progressive in nature and it's degenerative. So we're going to work with it throughout the life cycle. And the other thing we know is hearing loss is the number one most modifiable risk factor for cognitive decline. So we incorporate that all in part of our testing and follow-up also. And you told me before we went on the air that your clinics are the only clinics in the state currently that actually do this cognitive testing? Yes, there are other cognitive tests out there. We use a computerized objective test, or it's a screening, it's not diagnostic, it's called Cognivu. It's a screening to help get some baseline on some memory, executive function, and visuospatial testing. And so we'll use that throughout our testing process to make sure we're hitting our marks and communicating that from your holistic healthcare needs. Now, this is one of the key features that really convinced me that I needed to do something about my hearing loss because you made it very clear that hearing loss is one of the major contributors to, let's use the word, dementia, to a cognitive decline, to losing your mental function. 
Yes, I'm sure you guys have been hearing about it on the news. It's been prevalent. More studies are coming out, but in the Reader's Digest this month was actually addressing this exact concern. So the statistics or numbers that came back with even a mild hearing loss can increase your risk with not getting any treatment from 200 to 500%. Mm. So that's why we really talk about it because it's our job as audiologists and healthcare professionals to make sure we're educating our patients and our communities, as you found out too, Dan, about putting out the word and what research has been out there and making an impact, essentially. Well, I've been wearing my hearing aids now for three weeks, and my second visit was to your lacrosse office, and you were there. What was the purpose of that second visit? The first visit you got, your devices, and we went over all the basic stuff. The second appointment is important because we ran real ear measurements. So I put a probe tip down in your ear canal, and we measured the output of the device in a very scientific nature. We want to make sure we're getting real data on what that hearing aid is putting out for prescription. So we have prescription based off your hearing loss. Everybody has a different type of hearing loss, just like our prescription and our our glasses. If you put on someone else's glasses, it might be a little blurry. And it's a way to measure to make sure we're hitting our prescriptive targets. That's what we did at your last appointment to ensure you're getting the proper amount of amplification. Okay, so how would you assess my hearing issues? Put it in layman's terms, what's my problem and why did you choose the prescription and the hearing aids that you did? The type of hearing loss you have is the most common. It's in the hearing nerve, so it's a sensory neural hearing loss. It's the most common as we've been exposed to noise and aging. Genetics also play a role, but at our clinic, we use the best prescriptive technology, and we're really going to take the patient's symptoms into account when we make a recommendation. The type of hearing loss you have is primarily in the high frequencies, and that's the most common type, again, because it's where our consonants are. So patients will typically report speech sounds muffled. I struggle in background noise. I'm requesting the TV volume to be turned up to understand. The biggest cardinal sign is patients will start to say, I don't have difficulty hearing. I just don't understand words. Mm -hmm. So that's the most common type we hear. And that's also one of the reasons why they wait longer because they're waiting for their hearing to completely diminish. And you don't want that because then so much time goes by. And the earlier we treat it, the better we're going to do in the long run. Do you find people are reluctant to have their hearing tested or treated even after they've decided, you know, I got a problem, I got to do something? Yes, the average is seven to 10 years, and we boiled it down to enough study over time because that number actually has not improved. And I'll describe the three things that usually hold the person back. Feeling old, the fear of being sold something, or the fear of cost. Mm -hmm. You asked originally, too, what we do at Professional Hearing Care why we differ. We really try to get down to those core three things and then overcome them because each one is most of the time really far from the truth. As I'm sure 
like you found out too, Dan, that it's like you have something in your head that's not necessarily factual. Those are the truly the big three reasons why people are reluctant. But then really kind of talking about the benefits of treating their hearing loss and also the risk of not doing it mm-hmm. is also important. A friend told me that his dad, who's a few years older than I am, bought inexpensive hearing aids, and he complains all the time that they don't work, and he won't spend more money to get proper treatment. I imagine you've heard that kind of story. How do you respond to stories like that? Yes, it definitely is common. How we typically do that is truly just through counseling, the, the pros and cons of effectively treating your hearing loss. That's the main hurdle. Now, there are some people that no matter what, they'll still continue to do other things. But I think, again, just counsel, counsel, counsel on what's out there and what's available. And if they're at least admitting and trying to do something about it, I actually believe that's a good step. Because that first step is ownership. Yes, I have a problem. I want to do it. It's our job as providers and professionals to if we can, take them to the finish line of a proper solution. And sometimes people, it's just lack of information. Mm -hmm. When we get in a society of Internet and mailers and everything, it's hard to know what to believe and what not to believe. So I think, again, just trust and authority, and it's kind of like with you and your beginning stage, you have to exhaust all your questions. You have to trust the person, and, and you have to know it's a professional end goal. So I think that's also part of our duty in our field of work, too. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get real practical here. Wisconsin's gun deer season is next Saturday, and a lot of us are going to be out there, and there's going to be a lot of shooting. We'll hear gunshots from a distance, but also maybe our own or our partner's gunshots. What should hunters do to protect their hearing? This is always a toughie. One of the questions I get from patients, you do wear hearing aids. Am I supposed to wear them or am I not? Yeah. That's also a question that we have, too. If you do wear hearing aids, there is safety involved, too, of knowing where your surroundings are also. Your partner, obviously, tons of safety things. The recommendation is to always protect your ears around firearms. So that's what the textbook says. There are devices that you can do that cut down the noise. Mm -hmm. It's a worst case scenario. I always say when you're shouldering your rifle, at least protect the opposite ear that gets the more impact. So if you shoulder to the right, your left ear will take more impact and vice versa. So at least then you're protecting the ear that's getting the more exposure because I also have been raised in a hunting family and understand the importance of hearing your surroundings too. But if you look at any textbook, they're going to say always protect all the time. Uh huh. So if you wear those over-the-ear muffs while you're hunting or put them on when you think you're going to be shooting, that would be a way to, to protect your hearing even if you're wearing hearing aids. Yes, the ones that go over, even when you're wearing hearing aids, yes, because it would still attenuate the sound. They do have NRR ratings on them, so they're going to best answer our noise reduction rating. The higher the number, the more it's going to protect your ears. Okay. Well, before we let you go, you know that I wrote an article in the most recent issue of Outdoor News, Wisconsin Outdoor News, 
about my own experience and conversations with some of your staff and also with an audiologist in Mississippi I spoke with last year. And folks can get more information both on how hearing loss happens and how you can protect it by checking out that article. That's issue number 22 in the Wisconsin Outdoor News. Well, Dr. Laura, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners and our hunters before deer season next weekend? No, just good luck. (laughs) All right. Now, your family is going to be out there, right? Yes, most definitely. Well, thank you so much, and we will talk to you again. And I do want to talk with either some of your other staff members or perhaps some of your patients, because I've met a couple of them, and they have interesting stories to tell as well. We appreciate your help and your sponsorship. Thank you. Dr. Laura Vinopal of Professional Hearing Care, LLC, with offices in Mauston, La Crosse, Westby, and Fitchburg, Wisconsin, has been our guest. This is a full-service hearing health care clinic. You can learn all about what they offer at profhearingcare.com. You can also learn more by reading my article in the recent issue of Wisconsin Outdoor News. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Are you putting off treating your hearing loss for you or a loved one because you can't afford it? Hi, I'm Dr. Laura Venable from Professional Hearing Care, and I'm telling you that you couldn't be further away from the truth. I believe that everyone should have access to hearing health care and improve cognitive health, and that's why we offer our affordable treatment plan. Our team is dedicated to taking the stigma and cost of hearing loss out of the picture. For a free consultation, call 608 608- Two nine two four nine one six, or visit our website at www.profhearingcare.com. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. 
have more success on the ice with the LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle LI from Garmin. Drill fewer holes, catch more fish. This portable live sonar bundle comes with the LiveScope Plus system, EchoMap UHD 93SV display, and a lithium battery. All packaged in a case making hole hopping a breeze. LiveScope Plus helps you find more fish with improved resolution, reduced noise, clearer images, and better target separation. Fill your freezer with fillets with help from Garmin. Visit Garmin.com or shop your local Garmin dealer today. Florence County Forestry and Parks is happy to announce their new online registration system for access to our Lake Emily and West Bass Lake campgrounds, pavilions, boat launch yearly passes, and information on the Kai's Peak Ski Lodge. FlorenceCountyParks.com is the site. It is currently live for you to see how it functions, and you can set up your account sign-in for when you're ready to reserve sites starting on January 1st, 2024. So check out FlorenceCountyParks.com and get ready for 2024. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Joining me now is Sean Wozniak. He's the manager of Mech Outdoors, which is a division of the Mayville Engineering Company right there in Mayville, Wisconsin. Mech Outdoors is a sponsor of my annual TV special, Deer Hunt Wisconsin, and they make shot shell and metallic cartridge reloaders, clay target throwing machines, and probably some other things, too, and we'll ask them about that. Their website is MECoutdoors.com. Well, Sean, thanks for joining us, and welcome back. Thanks, Dan. Pleasure to be here today. And thank you for sponsoring Deer Hunt Wisconsin. You've been with us for many years, and we really appreciate that. I'm very happy to sponsor. Gun deer season is a week away. Are you ready? I am ready. Um, I have a little bit of a trip planned before our opener, but... Hopefully make their end back and be ready for uh, those Wisconsin openers. Where are you going? Heading to Colorado. Probably not the best timing. A couple of friends and my wife were heading to Colorado to do a little bit of elk and mule deer hunting. And then uh, we'll have a quick turnaround and then back here the day before the opener of Wisconsin. And then we'll be back out hunting again. All right. Well, you should have plenty of uh, exercise on your Colorado hunt and be all fired up for Wisconsin's hunting. That's great. I imagine you have your ammo all set for the season, and I think most hunters should have the ammo they plan to use now, but reloading is popular with people who shoot a lot, whether they shoot shot shells or metallic cartridges. Is it growing in popularity? We haven't talked about it now in a year or so. No, I mean, it, it has. We've went through a shortage of components within the market. We're starting to come out of that, and people are starting to find powder. The specific bullet that they plan on shooting and loading, it is a growing trend yet again. Most of the people I talk to who are reloaders, they are trap shooters or skeet shooters or sporting clay shooters. They go through a lot of shot shell ammunition. Is metallic cartridge reloading different from shot shell reloading? It is. It's a little more precise compared to shot shell reloading, just based upon pressures and what you're trying to achieve. So metallic is a little more detailed compared to shot shell. Okay. Well, if people are already shot shell reloaders, how is the transition to metallic cartridge reloading? The, the process and mindset would be the, the same. Uh, you'd just be paying a little more attention to what your chamber size is, to 
what your overall bullet length is for that cartridge and caliber. So just taking a little bit extra time and measuring everything out to uh, to make sure it specs. What kind of reloading tools does someone need to reload metallic cartridges? We offer our mech marksman. It's a single stage press, and we built it with precision in mind. Uh, we patented the floating shell holder to make sure the bullet run out, which is basically how your bullet will sit in the case and making sure it's as square as possible, making sure that when that bullet's fired, it's going to be hitting the lands of that rifle and being as true as possible. So we do offer accessories as well to do the reloading process. The only thing that we do not offer are dies, and that's going to be dependent upon what caliber you want to reload. And there's a wide variety of die manufacturers and then dies out there that will be able to be utilized on our press. So what do you need if you want to get into metallic reloading? Uh, obviously, you need some empties. <laughs> oh, yeah? You need some dies, whatever caliber you plan on loading. Some case lubes, case cleaning equipment, so almost like a tumbler. There's other forms of cleaning equipment out there. So there are a few items in order to do startup, just to do the actual process. And we usually we have that information, or even if customers call us, we, we walk them through what is needed to actually get started up and reloading. Okay. You don't sell powder, do you? We do not. Our customer base handles that, and then uh, the powder manufacturers. And we always revert back to them as well for load data. They're the experts in that realm, so we utilize their information, and we, we help customers find out what they're looking for for information as well. Now, we've talked about shot shell reloading before and the advantages, but I'll ask you that same question for metallic cartridges. What are the advantages once you've got the equipment, the initial expense? It's actually amplified on the metallic side, and you can customize your reloads and basically hand-tune that load to your rifle. Not all rifles shoot the same, and not all ammunition, OEM ammunition, is the same. So you can hand-tune that load and be very precision with your rifle. Okay. Is this important for hunting as, as opposed to target shooting, or is it mostly target shooters who do this? It's both. Honestly, with the precision rifle circuit, they're shooting yardage, and they want to be as precise as possible. And on the hunting side, you want it to be ethical as well. You, you want to make sure that once you place that shot, it's where you want it to be, and you harvest that game ethically and quickly. Yes, of course. And a lot of folks are shooting copper now instead of standard lead core copper jacket bullets. Is it easy to reload copper as well? It is newer than load width, so it's a growing trend, and we're seeing more and hearing more that customers are wanting to utilize just a copper bullet. Are there safety concerns? Uh, you mentioned pressures, and that's the pressure that builds up in the case when you pull the trigger and the powder burns. Are there other safety concerns? Safety concerns is, is making sure you just follow the recipe. Uh, the, the powder manufacturers will list the starting, basically the low end of the load, and then a, a max of that load. And then anything in between is where you would be in the safe zone for pressures. That's most important is following the recipe. You can't just go out and make up your own. That is the number one safety factor, is making sure that you're following data that's published and from a credible source. Okay. Now, I've had folks reload ammo for me in the past, and I have saved my cartridge cases, and they've reloaded those. Can they be reused multiple times, or is it a one or two and done? Uh, the 
tail cartridges can be utilized many times, and you just have to make sure they're going to stretch a little bit, so you will have to trim them over time. And then if you shoot a lot, basically 10, 15 times, you may want to look at annealing that brass, otherwise it gets too hard. You just want to make sure it's annealed and then making sure overall case length is, is into uh, spec. How are they trimmed? They have different trimming apparatuses, so you can do like a hand trimmer. There's motorized trimmers as well that will do case length, that will do the primer pocket, and do chamfer as well. So there's tools out there in the market that help speed up the process. Okay. You also mentioned annealing. What's that about? Over time, that brass is going to get hard, and you want to make sure it's soft. So when you go to resize, you're making that brass a little bit more pliable. So that's the annealing. You're heating it up to, to soften it up. Okay. Now, this is sounding rather complicated for somebody who doesn't do it. As I mentioned, I'm not a reloader myself. Do you have information on your website, don't you, that kind of talks people through the process? We go through the process on the website. In our catalog, we go through it as well so people can see it, pictures, information, how-to videos. There's a lot of information out there. It sounds scary, but once you actually go through the process, see how it's done, it's very easy. And you can save money, too. You can save money. What you're doing and creating is a premium round, and you need to compare that to what an OEM premium round is. So what you're doing is something special and specific, so you should consider that as comparable to a premium round from a cost perspective. Okay, so if I just go in and buy the cheapest box of lead core bullets for deer hunting and compare that with what I can hand load or buy as a premium box, which costs two or three times as much as the standard, I would notice a difference? You would notice a difference between different manufacturers, same bullet weight, different manufacturers, and then what you would actually put together, there would be a difference. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, Sean, this is kind of a primer and uh, an intro for me anyway, and I'm sure for some of our listeners, and a lot of folks already have their ammo for next weekend, as I mentioned, but for people who want to get into it during the off-season, we'll send them to your website, and they can talk to you as well if they've got questions, right? Exactly. That's what we're here for, educational and then also just product support. Fantastic. Well, Sean, thanks so much. Good luck on your Colorado trip, and then... Make it back safe with a lot of venison and, and uh, score some more in Wisconsin. No, I definitely appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Sean Wozniak is the manager of Mech Outdoors for the Mayville Engineering Company. Their website is mechoutdoors.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Attention future hunters, hunting season for turkey, small game, and deer is right around the corner. Don't wait to think about hunter education. The time to enroll is now. The Wisconsin DNR offers several options to choose from, making it easier than ever to enroll. Just browse for upcoming youth or adult hunter education classes at gowild.wi.gov and join the ranks of today's hunter education graduates who are ensuring the safe future of our hunting heritage. Classes fill up quickly, so don't wait. Enroll today. A message from Wisconsin DNR. 
Get ready now for 2024 with the official Outdoor News Sportsman's Calendar. Whether it's hunting, fishing, or finding your local sports show, this collectible calendar has it all. Stay ahead with moon phases, peak fish and wildlife activity times, and more. All surrounded by original images from the nation's top wildlife artists. Now available in multiple states including Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, and Illinois, all the way to New York. Supplies are limited, so get yours today at OutdoorNews.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Are you putting off treating your hearing loss for you or a loved one because you can't afford it? Hi, I'm Dr. Laura Venipal from Professional Hearing Care, and I'm telling you that you couldn't be further away from the truth. I believe that everyone should have access to hearing health care and improve cognitive health, and that's why we offer our affordable treatment plan. Our team is dedicated to taking the stigma and cost of hearing loss out of the picture. For a free consultation, call 608 608- Two nine two four nine one six, or visit our website at www.profhearingcare.com. Have more success on the ice with the LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle Li from Garmin. Drill fewer holes, catch more fish. This portable live sonar bundle comes with the LiveScope Plus system, EchoMap UHD ninety three SV display, and a lithium battery. All packaged in a case, making hole hopping a breeze. LiveScope Plus helps you find more fish with improved resolution, reduced noise, clearer images, and better target separation. Fill your freezer with fillets with help from Garmin. Visit Garmin.com or shop your local Garmin dealer today. Florence County Forestry and Parks is happy to announce their new online registration system for access to our Lake Emily and West Bass Lake campgrounds, pavilions, boat launch yearly passes, and information on the Kai's Peak Ski Lodge. FlorenceCountyParks.com is the site. It is currently live for you to see how it functions, and you can set up your account sign-in for when you're ready to reserve sites starting on January 1st, 2024. So check out FlorenceCountyParks.com and get ready for 2024. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. 
and they have uh, winterizing supplies in stock. And if you're short on time, they can do the job for you. Check out their website for details. We're also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, performance camel wear at a price you can afford. Huntworthgear.com and by Professional Hearing Care, LLC of Mauston, La Crosse, Westby, and Fitchburg, profhearingcare.com. And our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, may not be airing where you live, but you can always watch past episodes at milwaukeepbs.org. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, this year's Deer Hunt Wisconsin show, along with shows from several years uh, past, uh, is archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel. And if you can't find it, look for links on my Facebook page. And uh, the radio show you hear right now is online for you to listen to. You go to lake-link.com, go to their outdoor radio page. You can download it there. Uh, you can also check it out on the Outdoor News website, outdoornews.com slash podcasts. You can find Dan on social media throughout the week. Search Dan Small Outdoors. You can find me at Hardwater Jeff. For updates on counties where baiting and feeding are banned, and that changes almost by the week as they find new positive cases of CWD. And for any other information on this year's gun deer season, if you don't have all the info you need yet, visit the DNR website under keywords deer hunting. I think on the main page, the home page, they have a link there to everything that's going on next weekend. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes and look for updates on his performances at warrennelson.com. And speaking of next weekend, Warren and friends will be performing Songs of Lake Superior, the maritime history and spirit of Shawamigan Bay and the Apostle Islands, next Saturday, opening day of deer season, at the Reinhardt Theater in Ashland. Tickets are 20 bucks at the door. More info at his website, warrennelson.com. You know, Jeff, I'll be up there, and uh, we get out of the woods early, and especially if we get a deer or two, I might have to go to that. No, that'd be a good show, I'm sure. It will be, and I get to see some old friends. Well, uh, we will talk before gun season, but Jeff, uh, good luck this weekend as you try to put an arrow in a deer. And yeah, thank you. We'll you talk to you too. next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Folks, get outside this weekend. Be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio.